We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the NBA front office show. We are here. It is free agency week. Going to be a ton of things going on around the NBA already. So much stuff happening today. feels like it's been nonstop all day. Can't wait to dive into it. I'm Trevor Lane. You can find me on Twitter at Trevor underscore Lane. Joined by Keith Smith at Keith Smith NBA. Keith, how are you doing? Are you ready for a busy week? I, I am, and I'm hoping for maximum chaos as per usual. <laughs> I uh, for you special today. It's an Orlando City soccer hat. Thank you, but it's the only purple and yellow thing I own. Um, so I did. I wore that today because I, I think we're going to get in some Lakers conversation probably a little bit. A little bit. It might be in the news. So uh, yeah, well, we'll get into that. But yeah, I I do have a question though. Huh? I threw out at the. I think I first threw it out during the draft show, and then during our draft recap show. Mm-hmm. This weekend, did you carve out time to watch Doctor Strange? I did. I watched oh, it. Oh, yeah. My uh, guy came through. What did you think? I, I thought it was goodish. It wasn't good-ish? great. Yeah, that's it fair. wasn't bad. The musical note fight was Amazing. a little bit. It was, to me, I went, okay, maybe it's a little bit much. Like, it was a cool <laughs> idea. I loved it. But I, but I was like, these guys have all the powers in the universe <laughs> and they're throwing musical notes at each uh, other. Really? Like that's okay. So you like that. You like that part, but my wife hated it. Like hated really? it, hated it, hated it. I think part of it was she's not up to date on all the TV show sure. stuff. And so she, yeah, she was like, I don't really understand most of what's going on and all that kind of, she just wasn't her type of movie, but I think the horror elements, she hates horror movies. So that too, just kind of was the, the I icing on the, the nail in the coffin, I should say, um, for her enjoyment of that movie. But I liked it. But I'll tell you what I liked. When I went and watched, um, I went back and watched uh, New Rock Stars, Eric Voss, his breakdown. It was 45 minutes, but I set aside the time. I watched the whole thing, breaking down the movie. And then I liked it more once I had watched that. Like, it, it increased my appreciation yeah. for all the little things they put in, yeah. all the little elements that maybe I didn't catch the first time through. So I, I like it more now than right after I watched it. I didn't hate it right after I watched it. I just thought it was a solid Marvel, Marvel movie, but now I'm like, okay, that, that was pretty good. You know? Yeah. I'm with you too. It's like middle of the pack Marvel movies yeah. for me, but that still means in my opinion, it's very good. The one thing, and I promise we'll get to basketball in just a second. I read a thing that was really interesting. They thought, I guess there was a, a draft at one point of putting in a, um, a, uh, alternate timeline multiverse wasp and they were going to have wanda just go and like crush her like Uh, in her hands like she was crushing a bug 
um that was uh how they were gonna play play that one out and i thought that would have because that part's a little twisted it is like it's yeah she uh she she does black bolt pretty <laughs> pretty dirty yeah. uh there and in, in, uh um uh captain britain uh as well um get, yeah. gets a pretty good book we won't go spoilers because i know maybe <laughs> some people still haven't seen it but right um even though it's been out for a few months now so but anyway so, i'm glad you watched it we're we're, we're seeing for sure definitely we're seeing yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right, let's do what we're here to do. Let's talk uh, all things Kyrie Irving. <laughs> yeah, let's uh, let's let's dive into it. Kyrie to the Lakers is this is this happening? So multiple people, whether it's Woj, Mark Stein, whoever, uh, Jake Fisher. It's now a lot of different people saying essentially that Kyrie is trying to get to the Lakers. Um, th this is just kind of big picture topics right now. The Lakers would like to do a trade package around Russell Westbrook because, of course, that's all they've really got. Uh, the Nets don't want that because, of course, why would you put Russ with Ben Simmons? That doesn't make any sense. And so the Nets are saying, no, we don't want to trade you, Kyrie. Kyrie's saying, well, you better trade me because otherwise I'm, I might just do it. I might just take $6 million taxpayer mid-level and, and go join the Lakers. That's pretty much where we're at right now with the entire situation. And now we're just waiting to see kind of who blinks first. Does Kyrie really sign for six million bucks? Does do does something happen here with the Nets? Do they work on a trade? Does he wind up just staying with Brooklyn? That's kind of what's on the table at the moment. Yeah, I think the the I, I said this on Twitter. The idea of a player giving up thirty million dollars in one yeah. single season is ludicrous. But if anybody's going to do it, I think it might be Kyrie Irving. I, I think when you factor in, he gave up half his salary last year. He's repeatedly has said all the way back to the bubble, even before then, a couple times said it's not really always about the money. Um, it's maybe it isn't. You know, I mean, credit where credit is due. Even as you know, circuitous as the route to get there may be, he has given up money in the past and basically said I don't really care. So if if, if you told me, all right, there's you know what. If every roster spot is filled, there's 510 players in the NBA. You have to pick one that would throw away $30 million. It's I Kyrie. would instantly pick Kyrie Irving. It wouldn't even mm -hmm. be close. Um, and so I'm not going to take that off the table. Anybody else, I would be like, you're in Bradley Beats, right? Ne right? Never going to happen. And the unfortunate thing is for guys like you and me who love this stuff and love to get in the roster stuff, if that happens, that's just going to do a million of well, Kyrie did it. Why not player yep. X, Y, and Z and all those things? So, and that's just going to be a battle. We'll have to fight for, you know, a little while with, because Kyrie did it. Like, that's just what it is. But yeah, I, I am um, literally like flummoxed by this whole thing. Cause it just like, there's so many parts of my rational salary cap brain that this makes no sense. Like it doesn't, this is not how these things are set up to work. I imagine if he does this, the players association is going to be livid. Mm -hmm. they don't want to set any kind of precedent for doing this Correct. type of thing, you know, moving forward. And, and the Lakers are absolutely right to, Hey, we'd rather do it as with, you know, Russ as part of a deal. So then we can, you know, resign Kyrie to a bigger contract down the line. Again, reminder that would have to be Kyrie opts in and gets traded. Correct. Almost certainly um, would have to be the way that, which is down. being, it's so, weird. I've seen so many times, I feel like it's being substituted in, but even by top people like Woj, yeah. they're putting in sign and trade. Yeah. It, that's the language they're using. Yeah, and I don't think I, I'm confused. They, I'm yeah. confused by that because I, I, I agree. I look at it and I think that can't really be what yeah. they mean because that doesn't really work. 
Yep. Yeah, you're you're on it. You you get it, right? You know, because because even if you did it, yeah, you could still come in under the apron. But the challenge is, you still then have like four or eleven roster spots or something like that to fill out. So like mm-hmm. you you can't you wouldn't even have enough room to fill those out with minimums, and you have to be able to do that. So that that would you know it would not go uh, that way. Now unless they've got something else lined up where okay we're gonna send Russ off somewhere else or something I don't know. Maybe maybe that is you know a thing. The OKC stuff people keep throwing it out there. I'm gonna repeat it until I'm blue in the face. OKC doesn't have that kind of cap space starting on July 1st. They don't even right. really have it right now anymore to be able to do that. Cause then taking in Russ, even if they sent out like Derek favors um, to make up the imbalance, that would push them closer to where they want to be next year towards the tax line. And they're not ready to be that kind of team. So um, not saying it couldn't happen because it could. And you know, there's almost any number of ways these things could actually happen. Realistically, no, not it. Um, now, what I find interesting to kind of take the Kyrie conversation a next step. So there's one, there's a couple avenues to get him to the Lakers. Yeah, how does it happen? Yeah, so let's say let, let's opt in and trade. We know kind of how that happens, right? Through Russ. The other option is he opts out and he signs for the taxpayer mid level. Um, as absurd as that may be, maybe that is how it goes. Then the question becomes, what happens next? Because that's all well and good for the 22-23 season. What happens this summer of 2023? And I'm seeing it be misrepresented all over the place. Well, then the Lakers just sign them to a max that year. They don't have that. Uh, not so fast. because So I ran some numbers here just so so we're, we're all on the same page. So let's say best case scenario um, for the Lakers. Now, maybe people disagree because people may really love uh, um, uh, Taylor Norton, Tucker, or yeah. um, Austin Reeves, but they got to go, right? So let's say... It's Anthony Davis and LeBron's capital. That's all that's left on the Lakers books. That is a total of $87 million. Then you would have 10 roster charges. And and hold up. I'm going to stop you right there for just a second. Go go back to the LeBron capital because I've gotten like 10 messages today from people saying, why doesn't LeBron just not sign an extension, pay Kyrie next summer, then use LeBron's bird rights to go over the cap and sign him to a new deal? Sure. Yeah, I think the main reason is LeBron has been very consistent in one thing. He took a mountain of crap when he went to the Heat for taking slightly less than the max. Um, And he took that not just from fans, because that was going to happen anyway, but he took it internally, too, that people were like, hey, you gave up money. You're LeBron James. And he has consistently, every single contract negotiation since said, I owe it to the other, he used to always say, the other 449 players in the league to take the maximum amount I can get. Now, but they need year, to understand the cap hold piece to that. Correct. Year 20 LeBron, maybe he's thinking a little bit differently, but the challenge is, so let's say they said, all right, LeBron, here's what we're going to do. We're going to renounce your rights. So then we can give Kyrie the max and then we'll give you whatever's left over. Yeah. I mean, you could still reverse engineer into that, but you become very, then you're, not right back in the same spot as they are today because Kyrie is in, I think in most people's opinion, a better player and a better fit than Russ is, sure. but you'd have AD LeBron and Kyrie and that'd be it. And then you got to fill out the whole rest of the roster the other way. And you'd have LeBron at significantly less money. You know, yeah. you're talking you know, 15 to 20 million less than what he could make. And that's probably not a reasonable 
number to expect him to take that kind of cap hit. And I get it because everybody says, well, then you just re-sign him, you know, in right. 23 to, or I'm sorry, in 24 to a, you know, to, to his max again. Yeah. But again, this is a guy, it's your, he's in year 20, right? This, these are not things that we're in very much in uncharted territory anyway. There's also over 38 rule to start factoring in with LeBron, all sorts of stuff that makes his situation very complicated beyond making it very easy to say, well, he could do this again. Sure. Yeah, he could. It just starts to become math, but I don't think that's where that's going to go. So I think what, let's say the Lakers commit to this, this is where we want to go. Kyrie mm-hmm. says, I'll take the, the, the non-tax or the, excuse me, the taxpayer, Emily, and we're going to have Kyrie, AD, and LeBron, and we're going to start from there. So $87 million with AD and, and LeBron. Then the roster charges come in, and that gets forgotten, and it's a All the critical, time. critical part. Because what happens is for every roster spot under uh, 12, you get hit with a roster charge for the equivalent to a minimum salary. And that is a one-year, min- like a rookie minimum salary. So right. it's a it's it's a little over a million dollars. Um, so why they do that is because you still got to fill out a roster. You can have a roster with less than 12 players. It actually needs to be more, but they give a little leeway to 12. So what would happen is, so immediately take that 87 and then let's add, let, 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 let's do, do it correctly here. Let's add about 10.5 million to that number. So now we're at 97 and a half million roughly in change. Um, I think LeBron and AD, let's get the, the real number here, 87.3. So we're almost at 98 million, right? Um, after we add in those roster charges, the cap for next year projects at right now, 128 million. So you'd have roughly 30, $31 million to offer to Kyrie Irving. Still a pretty good chunk of change. Sure. You would get him. You would then get his early bird rights. Doesn't really matter um, in this case because you're still not getting him up to his max number. So that's where you start maybe playing a little bit of games. Does LeBron take a little less? Does LeBron say, all right, I'll take 40 million instead of the full you know, amount I could get? All right, that's a little bit more than maybe we can give Kyrie. Does, you know, do, do you start and then? Then they almost kind of go like this, right? Where right, right, start, right. Yeah, we start one side gives a little, the other side gets more. Right, right. Comes up a little and we start coming out to even. And then roughly you've got four dudes who make you know forty-five-ish million dollars um on the roster. And that that could be where where that goes. Um to to that is you know, LeBron, AD, and Kyrie all making 40 million-ish, and and off we go. And there there it is, and that's how we we build it out forward. Kind of same situation they're facing now, nothing changes. It'd be minimums, it'd be the taxpayer, because you don't have that much room probably to use the full non-taxpayer, but it, it would be close. So it's doable. And then in year three, now you've got full bird rights on Kyrie after that. And then you could go into the full, you know, all right, we've had them for three years. Now we have full bird rights. We could go full max. Um in three years, it's and I'm not trying to be snide, I promise. Three years of Ky- three projecting what Kyrie Irving might want to do three years from now is like me trying to tell you, you know, who's you know with certainty who's going to win every championship. I'm not a Biff, and I don't have the book from Back to the Future. <laughs> right? I think we passed those years anyway. Now, right? I think, yeah. I think that was like Gray's Sports Almanac. Yeah, that's it, man. Perfect. And that and that reference now flies over the head of like half of our I know, viewers right? at this point. It's yeah. scary. Makes us, yeah, that's weird, right? Because it makes right. us old off a of reference that was in the future. Like, that's, yeah. I don't know. I still want lace up shoes like that. Oh, the hoverboard. Yep. Um, so 
you've got plenty of experience with Kyrie. Right now, the Lakers are rumored to be the only team interested in making a move for Kyrie. Does that make sense, given that the Nets have reason to not want to give Kyrie the contract? I mean, do, should yeah. other teams be in the mix here? Or do you think it's right that the Lakers are the only team interested in Kyrie right now? Because for the Lakers, it's not taking other... It's going from Russell Westbrook to Kyrie. And that's the equation is different for the Lakers than it is for most teams. Yeah, I, I think for the Lakers, this is not a... I mean, even if a Kyrie pulled and went missing for half a year, are you really any worse off? Like, I, And that, that's being very, you know... Uh, rude towards Russell Westbrook and his ability. He's obviously better than a non-existent player Absolutely. still, yep. but yes, it's, it, it is, you know, that's, that is the, the factor though, right? You have to think that through that, that way. So I think for the Lakers, it makes a lot of sense. Um, your question of should other teams be involved? The problem is if we're just talking Kyrie Irving, the basketball player, he is a wonderful basketball player. He is immensely talented. He is nearly the only guy I feel that I would ever say, 50, 40, 90 feels like a pretty good bet for him uh, shooting mm -hmm. percentage wise. Cause he's almost there every single year. He's right around that. Even in the years he doesn't make it still a great score. He's a better playmaker when he cares to play defense. He's actually not a bad defender uh, at times. And I think this past year, because he had very fresh legs, he was actually a pretty good defender for a lot of the time. The challenge is the conversation. I wish it could stop there, but it doesn't where you have to know, like, this is a guy who, even before the vaccine stuff, up and disappeared for a week on yeah. the Nets a couple years ago. And the Nets were like, we don't really know where he is. Um, and it's not, I, I don't mean to say any of this to demean any of the things he believes in and feels passionate about that are outside of basketball. Because I don't, one, I don't know enough about all of those things to really comment on it. All I know is if I'm building a basketball team, I yeah. want to know my guys are going to be there when I need them to be. And I don't you know that if I you're going to pay that guy that much money. Exactly. Yeah. If this is a minimum salary player, sure. whatever. Yeah. It's almost why if he wants to come on the taxpayer mid-level for the Lakers, let's say, you know, he, he by Christmas, he's like, yeah, I'm out. I don't really want to be here. Well, what'd you lose? You lost the tax, but yeah, it sucks, but exactly. you move on and you, you know, write it off and you move on as best you can from that. I just, I, I think it's the idea of, you know, investing a whole lot of stuff for the other 28 teams in this case, because the Nets are, are seemingly still would like to bring him back, but just under their terms. Um, I think what would honestly be best for everybody involved is, Everybody kind of comes to their senses here. He and the Nets say, all right, we're not going the full five-year max, but let's let's hammer out something that ties you here as long as KD is here. And the, you know, you two, along with the team's front office and coaching staff, we're the, the core that we're going to move this thing forward. We've got Ben Simmons now. We've got Joe Harris. I mean, just Kyrie there all the time with a healthier Kevin Durant, Ben Simmons hopefully on the court. That's a ready-made title contender. I don't know why – you want to jump from that so quickly, but it's a trying it's to predict, Kyrie though, right? Yeah, I that's mean, exactly it. You're spot on it. It's trying to predict what Kyrie wants to do is, you know, it's kind of an exercise in futility. I, I'm almost to the point where it's like, Hey, I'll just tell you math wise what can happen, mm -hmm. but all the rest of it, I don't know. Like I'll, oh, I'll know when Woj tweets it. I, I mean, this is really a case of oh, it, it, oh, play your play it, play the breaking news drop. I'm getting to it. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. 
Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. I haven't seen it. All right. What is Hersham it? Sharania, Brooklyn Nets star Kyrie Irving is opting into his $37 million player option for the 22-23 season. The Athletic and Stadium Ooh. have learned. Irving is bypassing a multiple opt-in in trade scenarios to fulfill his four-year commitment to the Nets and Kevin Durant. Kyrie, now this is from Shams, but a quote from Kyrie. Normal people keep the world going, but those who dare to be different lead us into tomorrow. I've made my decision to opt in. See you all in the fall. A11 even. I, I don't fully understand his uh thing, but there it is. Okay. So, so all of is. that. <laughs> go all ahead and that, and he's, out he's the first staying, 15 minutes of the show. He is and... staying in Brooklyn. Okay. <laughs> all right. Yeah. So now, now we know that. Uh, bypassing on multiple opt-in and trade scenarios um, to fulfill his warrior commitment to the Nets and Kevin Durant. Okay, so there it is. So All right, Kyrie's so this is staying in Brooklyn. If here's what this says to me. Mm-hmm. So let let's now that we've got that. That's guys, we didn't plan this obviously because this literally did come in live, <laughs> right? Because um, just to timestamp it, it's six thirty eight p.m. Eastern. Um, and this, we did just literally get this tweet while we're here. We we didn't make you listen to five minutes of Marvel talk, fifteen minutes of Kyrie <laughs> talk, to then reverse it all. What this says to me is the idea of opting out and taking six million dollars was never real. Yeah. So that's let's that that's in in good for everybody. That's not you can't do that to your brothers in the league. Like that's not okay. Like even if you feel you operate on a different plane of existence. It's just not fair to the other 400 plus players um, on standard contracts in the league. It's just not. It doesn't work that way. Now, it also says to me, they don't want Russell Westbrook and nobody else is interested in doing an opt-in and trade. Like it's it's got to be because why else would you say I'm opting in to stay here uh, with, with the Nets? Right. right. That, Otherwise, that, that tells me that's where that's at. Right. Otherwise, you would say you're opting in and you're yep. looking at options. And we'll or, continue or... to pursue options, blah, blah, blah. Your right, right. Right. Yep. Okay. So that's so it. That's... And it seems like he told that. I'm guessing Sean's got that direct from him also with the, the quote part of it as well. So Right. Right. But So so Kyrie stays. I mean, obviously, we never truly know what's going on with, with Kyrie and his... <laughs> His situation that can that could change by tomorrow, but as of this moment, looks like he is going to to stick around with the Nets and Kevin Durant. And I do wonder how big of a factor the rest of the league was in this, in terms of would he really take that mid level exception? If he did, how much heat would be on him from the players' association, from other players around the league? Because then that then turns and puts pressure on them. Yeah. 
I I have a feeling that we're getting um in, in this situation. I have a feeling we're getting uh this might have been a LeBron conversation with him because by all reporting they have been uh, conversing throughout all of this. This might have been LeBron saying, "Hey, you can't do the opt out," and it's just LeBron again. I said it earlier. He's very conscious of that. Like, and has been very clear. Like, we can't, we can't, we can't give the owners excuses to pay us less. In that, every single owner would be saying, "Hey, Kyrie did it. Take a little less. Maybe you could take a little less. Maybe mm-hmm. you." And that's just not, you know, that's not how it should work, and that isn't how it works. So yeah, that's uh, well, we don't have to talk about this one for <laughs> a little while longer. That's right. It's probably till tomorrow when the whole situation changes because it's cloudy on Tuesday morning. In Brooklyn. You just never know. You just yeah, never know. Yeah. Now, I mean, our next topic here was Kevin Durant. Obviously, I that's not, not going to happen now. He, <laughs> yeah. Now he's staying. I've got, I'm looking on Twitter right now, and <laughs> Suns fans are not pleased. Yeah, right. Because it's the, they suddenly, like, did you see the odds changed putting DeAndre Ayton in? Brooklyn? I did. I did see that, which, I, I mean, I don't want to break all this down because it's not happening, but it wasn't going to be a uh, whole thing. Um, right. Yeah. Here's the best tweet on the whole thing from Sam Vicini, uh, draft expert for the athletic. Yeah. The benefit of living in Australia, sleeping through all the Kyrie Irving stuff today, and then waking up to learn he has just decided to opt in. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> that is great. That's the way to do it. <laughs> um, so what multiple scenarios yeah, were there opt in yeah, and sure. trade what, what are multiple scenarios we heard there was one yeah i that that part i'm gonna call baloney on i just <laughs> i mean we're i mean uh, i try to keep it family friendly here on the show but i mean yeah i'm sure there were i mean would the rockets have done john wall yeah maybe but oh, like, right. i mean like you know realistic ones where he also would have gone yeah i don't i don't think there were multiple uh, that actually yeah. existed I don't think so either. Okay, so Kevin Durant stays, Kyrie Irving stays, and we find out what Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, Ben Simmons together looks like next year. So that's yep. back on track now. Yeah, yeah, and in, in, in mean and honestly, they should be very, very good, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, those three guys, and my guess is Patty Mills probably opts in. Um, and six unless Patty Mills is like, I'm out of this circus. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm going to take my, my, uh, uh, well, what is this? This is going to be year 14 for Patty Mills. So unless right. he's like, yeah, I'm 34. This is year 14. I'm out of here. Um, but Seth Curry, a healthy Joe Harris, fill out their depth with some veteran guys on, on the back end. Like, you know, use the taxpayer. That's a pretty good team. Yeah. yeah. Yep. All right. Well, let's right, move on. on. Yeah. The Hawks. Getting DeJounte Murray without John Collins. That's the rumor that's out there. Yeah. Um, the Spurs, are, are we tanking? What's what's going on here? Yeah, I don't. So, I mean, I kind of understand the whole idea of getting the three first-round picks. Obviously, Gallinari, they, they would do much like what the 76ers did with Danny Green. They'd, they'd plus up his guarantee amount to whatever it needs to be to match salary. And then the Spurs would presumably waive the rest of it and move on from that um i i guess i i guess it leaves me feeling a little cold if i'm the spurs um it's this is one of the only positions where they don't have like another young guy ready to step right in i have like another real point guard on the roster trey jones is there but he's not 
ready for that at all. And they'd have a you know crap ton of cap space, so go get somebody, I guess. Um, you know, maybe they sign Trey's brother Tyus and they move it on that way. I don't know. Um, but yeah, my guess is they're looking at it as all right, hey, we're gonna have to pay this guy at max in a couple years on an extension. If we don't really want to do that, let's let's go a different direction and let's uh you know go um you know let's go get a whole bunch of picks let's get that drew holiday package and go i just thought i mean it's hard right because every time we look at these we're like well how good will those picks really be and sometimes we're wrong on them sometimes they are you're really good right now it doesn't look like the bucks picks are going to be very good um i i didn't think the lakers pick would be very good this year but things happen right um in the pelicans ad trade so that is uh yeah this is this one's tough. I mean, on the Hawks, a little bit of an interesting fit, I think. I, I don't know that I love it though. Um, Martin yeah, what do you what do you think ball. about Trey yeah. Young and Dejounte Murray together? Huge upgrade on their backcourt. It seems like everybody's transitioning into how can we get multiple ball handlers on the floor and playmakers at the same time. So that part makes a lot of sense to me. There, um, I just you know, Murray off ball not very good. Right, he's not, and he's just not a good shooter. So, you know, and, and it's I, I realize you could do a lot of stuff where you're running. You could almost like run Trey Young off stuff like the Warriors do with Stephen Curry, um, where hey, let's let him run around and get open off screens and things like that. Um, that's awesome. But Trey Young's always had the ball his whole life, right? So he's you know, guys used to kind of doing his thing with the ball. So I I don't know. I don't I don't I don't hate this. I just have to see how it all played out and what the package would be. And then if you're the Hawks, then you got to, my guess is then Kevin Herter, John, maybe John Collins isn't in this deal, but he's in another one. Cause that's just, you'd be, you'd be massively expensive and they're clearly not going to pay that much money for a team that they'd be very good, but I don't know if they'd launch them into title contention. Yeah, I agree. I don't know if it, if it would either, but it depends on what moves are coming after that. I mean, I don't, I think the Hawks make multiple moves this summer i don't think it's going to be just one i mean john collins obviously is, would be a big one but um but if you're getting to john murray what can they do from there to add pieces to that uh the future picks like if i'm the hawks and i feel pretty confident that those are going to be late picks that we're going to be good i'm okay with i mean Dejounte murray is really really good it's just a matter of figuring out how to make the fit work yeah absolutely hey just to we're going to keep getting Kyrie stuff. Yeah. Uh, obviously. yeah. Uh, Woj just tweeted without the ability to find a sign and trade deal. Kyrie Irving plans to exercise his 36 million sources confirm. So I, I mean, which just, is what we've been saying about, it can't be a sign and trade. It would have to be an opt in yeah, and trade. Yeah. So yeah, it's yeah. Unless it was, you know, maybe it was going to be signed and traded to Orlando. That would be absolutely hilarious, but huh, I don't yeah. think that's how it was going to go. So yeah. Right. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, the Hawks. So yeah, you're right. I think this would be move one of probably multiple that that come. Um, and off we go. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, well, next up, I'm still seeing all this stuff popping up. <laughs> yeah, here. right. Uh, something that did happen: Steve Clifford, the new head coach of the Hornets, not Mike D'Antoni, yeah. uh, the once and future coach of the of the Hornets. What do we think about Steve Clifford landing back in Charlotte? Yeah, I I don't I like Steve Clifford quite a bit. Got to know him well when he was here, and uh, now Kyrie's tweeting stuff, and I don't I don't even oh, is understand. He? Um, yeah, it's it's funny. I just came in just before your tweet, which was good. The reset oh. button, I like it. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't I don't know. I don't I I can't 
AI spent too much time parsing Kyrie stuff. Two years of it. I don't want to do it anymore. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, Steve Clifford. Steve Clifford. Um, got to know him here in Orlando when he was the head coach of the Magic. I think he's a really good coach. I, this says to me, though, the Hornets, this whole idea of, you know, well, maybe we'll let Miles Bridges walk and we'll, we'll pivot maybe a little bit. Nope. I don't think that's coming coming at all. I, I think, um, you know, they're going to do what they can to win. He's not a coach that you bring in to develop. It's a coach. Hey, we want to push through to the other side. It is hilarious that it was Steve Clifford, James Brago, and not Steve Clifford again. That's kind of funny. Like they mm-hmm. yeah. quickly went back to the, to the same guy. Um, but yeah, I think he's a really good coach. Um, they'll defend for sure. Offense. We'll, we'll see, um, you know, on that, but, but more kind of bigger picture. This says to me that they're, they're going to, really be in on trying to be a good team uh this coming year and trying to finally break through and out of the play and into the actual playoffs mm-hmm. yeah yeah and, and we'll see hopefully he can get the best out of them but uh it does it's weird that they're going back to yeah. the previous but in any event yeah uh, stick- it's weird too that they re-interviewed mike d'antoni and then mm-hmm. I, I i don't know i wonder if d'antoni was like uh yeah if we're going down this route i need Two million more a year or something, right? Yeah, you know, I don't know. D'Antoni's been around a long time. I know uh, he's like roughly my dad's age, and I know my dad doesn't hesitate to be like, uh, Yeah, that, I took this meeting just to kind of tell you what I think of you. Um, <laughs> maybe that's what Mike D'Antoni did too. I don't know. Well, I mean, so if like Mike D'Antoni knew he was the runner up, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. so how much, like, I wonder how much that factored in. Yeah. to what happened from there you know what yeah. i mean like if no, antonio was like agree. well you didn't want me so now you're crawling back no I, yeah. i'm not gonna do that. you know yeah yeah, so. yeah it's, it is interesting though they went from the like d'antoni runner up as the all offense guy mm-hmm. to now going to the defensive coach right um that 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 part's a little interesting but yeah all right uh let's stick with coaching pop Greg Popovich staying in San Antonio. Some rumblings that may be happening. One more season, at least, of yeah. Pop, based on what he was doing in terms of communicating. Right. So, so what's happening here? Yeah. So, report came out um, after the draft that Pop was the one calling the Spurs first round draftees and telling them welcome to San Antonio. Now, that's not uncommon, right? Sometimes it's the coach, sometimes it's the GM, whoever it is. Um, Pop is obviously, even though his, you know, he's got kind of a weird role where he doesn't run the front office, but he is, um, he runs the organization as far as basketball goes. Um, he's not just the coach. So that's a little bit of an odd situation there, but that to me says, Hey, I'm around. Like I'm going to be here. Like, cause otherwise you, you, you probably would have just had the GM assistant GM, somebody else call the kids and say, you know, Hey, you're a spur. Congratulations. But where was actually pop? That's just to me. He's probably going to be around. And we're, we're getting awfully late into the game here for them to, for him to be like, yeah, I'm done. Like, right. I, I don't want to be here anymore. Unless they really know like, Hey, at any moment, we just got to call Quinn Snyder and like, that deal will be done come in running. five minutes. Yep. Like then, then maybe that's where this goes. But I, I, I don't know. I, I tend to think, you know, I've talked to, I'll never forget one of the questions when I was first moved down here in Florida, Bobby Bowden, right? Legendary Florida state head coach. Um, they asked him one time on our radio show, like, how long are you going to do this for? Like, like what, like, and he said, what else do you want me to do? I'm a coach. 
if I don't get up every morning to coach, I'm going to do get up at every morning and wait to die. Like I do think sometimes when these guys get to a certain age, it's like, this is what I do. And this keeps right. me young and it keeps me under energetic and, and going and all that stuff. And I don't think pop lacks for the ability to still you know, lead a good full life outside of it. I, I just, I, I've got to believe he just still enjoys it and still loves it. So, you know, good for him. Yeah. I mean, and pop, he's going to coach for as long as he wants to. Yep. Absolutely. Right? I mean, that's, that's what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. uh, and so if he wants to keep going, keep going. Why not? Uh, let's talk. Oh, boy. The <laughs> Brunson raced. And now we're looking down to two teams. I mean, they're the two teams that we've been hearing anyway. You've yep. got uh, you've got the, the Knicks and the Mavs. But where does this wind up? I, I felt like the Knicks, in terms of the narrative, were kind of pulling ahead here. Yeah, they might be. They still got to clear a little bit more space. Um, lots of avenues to do that, though. There's enough trade exceptions out there. There's enough teams with cap space. The Knicks can get there to where they need to be um, to get one more contract shed, really, is what they need to do to get to to the enough to give the 25-ish million a year offer to Brunson to get him away from Dallas. We keep hearing that 4-100 number thrown around. Mm -hmm. To some extent, I think it's it's just a nice round number, right? So it's very easy. Um, but I think there probably is some truth, and that's where the number is. And then it really ultimately comes down to Dallas. So, well, it comes down to two things. One, if Brunson wants to be in New York, it's not really going to matter what Dallas offers him. He's not a restricted free agent, so he is free and clear to do what he wants to do. Um, it's important to remember because a couple of people have been like, why is Aiton restricted but Brunson isn't? Brunson was a second-round pick, so he's not not uh, confined to the rookie scale. So he did his four years, and now he's now he's free to go where he wants. So, so I think um, if he wants to be in New York, he's going to go. If he wants the absolute most money, well, Dallas can still top what the Knicks would oh. give him. And me, I don't think it's if this starts to get near max money, I'm on the record saying that's absolute foolishness and ridiculous. Like that's not, I like Jalen Brunson. He's not that good. But as Mark Stein pointed out, using one of our excellent tools over on spot track, 25 million. Do you know where that would place him? I don't know if you saw this, but where I that didn't. would place him among point guards. Like I mean, meaning in, like in the, guards. yeah. What? It will be, I'd assume it'd be in the top 10, right? 15th. Really? And that's including, or not, rather, that's oh. not including a couple guys like James Harden, who really normally functions as his team's point guard. Um, so, yeah, somewhere in that 15 to 20 range, even if you add in a couple other guys. So, I mean, 25 million sounds like a ton because it's just shy of the max, but good point guards get paid. So, is how, how many guys should not be getting that money, though? Because yeah. two are two are John Wall and Russell Westbrook. Yeah, yeah, like yo, know, yeah, absolutely. But then on the flip side, right, you've got Lamelo Ball, Dejounte Murray, mm -hmm. not getting that kind sure. of money. So, yeah. you know, so yeah, I think that stuff always tends to balance out a little bit more. But yeah, I mean, but then the question comes: Is do you think Jalen Brunson's a top twenty, top fifteen-ish point guard? If you do, then give him the twenty-five million to move along. If you're a question of, eh, he's probably more in the twenty to thirty range. I might start to rethink this a little bit, but you know, yeah, it seems like it's down to to Mavs and Knicks, Pacers and Pistons. Uh, per Mark Stein, and per just we're not hearing anything anymore, not even being mentioned now. Yep. All right. Uh, speaking of John Wall, maybe headed towards a buyout. With the Rockets. Yeah. Um, yeah. Doesn't want to give up another year of his career. How much do you think he has to give back? $47 million under contract next year. How much does he have to give back to get to be a free Seven agent? Seven and ten million. Yeah. 
would be my guess. Um, give back what he may reasonably think he could make. That's the somewhere between the taxpayer and non-taxpayer uh, amount. So, yeah, I would say seven to ten million. So the teams rumored to be interested include the Lakers, the Clippers, uh, and the Heat. I feel like Miami makes a lot of sense for, for John mm-hmm. Wall. Uh, he, trains, he trains there, so that makes yeah. a lot of sense right because of that. Uh, what are we thinking the market looks like for, for John Wall, who we haven't seen play basketball in over a year now? Yeah, I, th- I think I, – I mean, I'm not trying to cheap out on answering your question, but I think that's – that's I think you hit him on him, right? I think those are – it. it's also, too, uh, he's an East Coast kid. He's not a kid. I shouldn't have put it that way but he's an east coast guy um uh, grew up i believe in north carolina went to school at kentucky uh, about as close as you get is miami uh to to there if you're you know an east coast southern kid um so you know that's uh you know yeah i think that might make some sense i think the clippers just in terms of having as big a role as he could have mm-hmm. i think there he instantly slots in as the you know at a minimum the backup to reggie jackson if he looks really really good maybe he supplants Reggie Jackson as a starting point guard um, there. So my whole thing is, like, get back a little bit of money. You'll make some of it back in your next deal anyway. And get back. let's get you back on the floor because I want to watch him play again. You know, John Wall was always, you know, even limited John Wall was a fun player to watch play. Huh? I just, you know, I go, it's, it's, I go, let's go out on your terms here, right? Let's, let's go out. You know, you now on the flip side, he doesn't owe anything back to anybody, right? The right. Wizards gave him that deal. The Rockets trade traded for him on that deal, so he doesn't have to give back any money. But same as the Rockets, they don't they don't have to play him. They can sit him. It's everybody who gets all up in their arms about like this is unfair to John Wall. No, it isn't. He's getting forty seven million dollars. Like it's not. They, nobody has to play anybody. Like you know, and John Wall very easily can get free. There's a number, and I assume he knows it. He has to say, I'll give that back to you. When it was 90 plus million, that number is way too big and I would not have done it. Right. Now it's 47. You've got that in half. Give back seven to 10 million. Get free. Go play somewhere else. Let's go. I think that's what we're going to see happen. And then we'll see how much he signs for uh, on the market. But uh, it'll be another point guard out there for teams to go after. All right. Any other breaking news? <laughs> we don't have any other breaking news. There's been a bunch of options. They do want to clear something up because it's been hanging over uh, us since draft day. Um, when we heard the trade, uh, the, the, the Anthony Melton for Danny Green, we knew. Um, we said Danny Green was going to have to guarantee some of his contract. We now know how much. It was uh, $6.9 almost $7 million. Um, basically, it was the amount that he needed to guarantee uh, to uh, make that deal happen. Um, he, he hit that number right on the nose. So $6.9 million guaranteed for Danny Green. Now we see how the Grizzlies uh, handle that. Do they just wave them and eat that? They've done that in the past. They've eaten a lot of dead money over the last couple of years in lieu of a roster spot. They are a little tight on roster spots, um, but we'll see what happens with Kyle Anderson. We'll see what happens with uh, um, uh, Tyus Jones. If those two guys walk, we could see Memphis in range of 20 to 30 million cap space. So, you know, maybe, maybe uh, they, they're, they're kind of that sleeping giant out there of, you know, hey, we, we might be here to play off of losing – you know, the backup guy in Anderson, who we have got a million forwards now. And then Tyus Jones, I'm obviously a huge fan of his, but maybe we go get a different point guard. Or maybe we still get, we still go 30 million in cap space and we give Tyus Jones, you know, 12 million of it and off we go with 18 to spend. So, 
keep an eye on Memphis. We we yeah. we, we could be in for some fun uh, with the Grizzlies, and that team's not going anywhere. Boy. And they're going to make sure you know that too. Which oh I yeah, love. yep. They're they're going to tell you all about it. All I love about it. it. Yep. <laughs> all right, all right, everybody. Let's wrap things up there. Make sure you do subscribe <laughs> to the NBA Front Office Show. Don't forget to go follow us over on Apple Podcasts as well. Going to be a crazy, crazy week today. It was a great indication of that. <laughs> Till next time, everybody. See ya, and stay safe. I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.